When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love me as an Hello, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Don McClain. Steve, did you look at that dog that I asked you to look at? No. Do it. Donna, I already got one dog on my mind. Just I look got, at it. You know, I got an email that was saying, don't get the puppy. Don't get a puppy. Well, that's it, that's a tough one. Did you send it to yourself? <laughs> it was from uh, S. Patterson at KSTP.com. <laughs> says, I think you should wait on the puppy because if someone has an allergy really, really bad, you're going to have to give it up. And that would I'll probably tear it. your kids apart. <laughs> that's all right. Or they blame the person who's got the allergy. You know, you know, I just that wish... the Wheaton Terrier isn't going to... Right? Yeah, he should be well, fine. He should be. It would just be good if you could have the peace of mind of interacting with it, you know? But usually in order to do that, you have to go to, you know, a pet store where a lot of people don't like the practices of how those puppies, the puppy mm-hmm. mills and how they're made. and then, But that's where you can go and interact with them. But we can't interact with breeder puppies right now due to COVID-19 restrictions and different you know guidelines that these different breeders are setting up oh, well, i thought a... about putting out a facebook post yeah just and ask I... people if they have a wheat interior and then what we're and just going to drive our family over and pet it yeah just yep. they'll, they'll just shove it out the door yep. for a second and it'll they should run out to you yep then you bring some treats pet it and then you put your hands on your face even though mm. you're not supposed to yeah. And see if anybody gets itchy. Do we know which puppy it is in the lineup here? Uh, I don't I even know if it's any each of those. One. Oh, my God. They're, they're furry little ridiculous. faces. Those, those, faces. Are, those are newborn, newborn puppies. Steve, there. you're going to have to post this for everybody. We can't just talk about it. That's no, I can't. I, I have to. Well, I, I have to make a decision first. I have to make sure that if I want to pull the trigger that I don't light the fire of all the people around the Twin Cities and then suddenly there's no puppy left for me. Oh. You understand what I'm saying? This is oh, a supply and demand. You're worried about someone stealing demand. your puppy? Yeah. Oh my gosh, they don't even know who it is. But there, I, there aren't that many. I've looked. Okay. They're, they're very I like the, cute. Oh, they all have their tongues out. Oh, I say you definitely so get one cute. with its tongue hanging out. They're all sort of sleepy and they look like little teddy bears. How much can you tell? You know, like when you meet a puppy at six weeks and then you bring it home in eight or nine weeks. When you meet that puppy the first time, how much can you really tell? You that like what what its temperament is do you get good hints at the puppy puppy face because you kinda... let the puppy pick you that's the way it works what if they all just run on top of you <laughs> you'll know you'll know which one you'll just know mm, they do look we look at that dog that i put the link in there and describe it to the to our listeners uh yes come do you see it yes it says look at this dog immediately hang on let me just open it donna would you okay, just relax geez. oh lord in heaven 
I saw this dog last night. Yes, oh, I did, did? actually, because I was looking up hypoallergenic dogs. I'm allergic to how this dog looks. <laughs> it's called a Bedlington Terrier, mm-hmm. and this thing is... Now, I don't... I think... <laughs> no. No, no, no. Like, what own, is it? That's got to be an accident, right? <laughs> some owners are so... And you know, I mean this respectfully, just totally stupid with the choices they make. Oh, my God. How that these thing. dogs look. That thing. <laughs> like a... A poodle, for instance, doesn't have to look as comical as it does. <laughs> you could just let it grow out, but then some of them want their poodles to mm. look like they're wearing Uggs, and they have like a, a Russian cap on. <laughs> could we just chill out? Like this Bedlington Terrier, if this thing could verbalize. I got to tell you, it's not attractive in person. I I had a cabin neighbor come over with their dog, and I was mm-hmm. like, Whoa. So that's what it looks like in person. Kind of looks like a Star Trek, like a Romulan. Oh my lord! <laughs> it's like it's like its nose is very. It looks so. Just so everyone knows, it looks like a lamb or a sheep. Okay, now wait. If we're gonna play right? Linky Linky, now I just found. I just put another link in right linky, under. Linky Linky. Right up there. Linky. And I was looking up, and I was like, oh, that looks like a Sharpay, but it was a statue of a Sharpay, and then it linked to another statue uh, that you could get in your garden or something like that. Look at that. Get this from Etsy. See it? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me describe it. Ah! <laughs> what do you see? Why would you do that? Because the internet did it to me. Here. It's called <gasps> Dogman. Oh, my God. That's not real. It's No, <laughs> no it's not that? real. All right, let's it's get back to the show. $8,725. It is a, a, a sculpture of a dog and a man blended together. I'm, But it's hairless. But it's hairless. It's yep. like a rat man. Okay. You got it. All right, thanks, Steve. Oh, okay. boy. Whoa. Sorry. We There's know this some is... weird pictures up on top of yeah, some you gotta, of the other things you that you be can careful. get. Woo, yeah. boy. Goodbye. Right. Etsy at your own risk. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Anyway, Chrissy Teigen, she's got a new game show on Dawn's favorite service. Oh my gosh, you guys, Quibi is star-studded. It has so many stars on the service, and you should get it because I wanted to stick around. You sound a little like Darlene. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a show called Everything is Cake, and she has to determine whether or not it's cake or just a regular item? Oh. If it's edible or Uh-oh. if it's just like, oh, that's fun. is this a real mushroom or is this cake? Uh, <laughs> so these are little, quippies are quick, it stands for quick bites. So they're little shows. There's not a lot of depth to it. But anyway, I think it's a cute idea. And I don't necessarily love Chrissy Teigen. I know that's an unpopular opinion. But uh, I think this would be great. The, in the caption here, there's one that looks like a roll of toilet paper, but I'm assuming it's actually cake. Oh, okay. So Cute. there's some really great, neat creations that people make with cake that are just so amazing. You can't tell the difference. Neat. And uh, I like this idea. Huh. That's fun. I support you. Yeah. Great. It makes sense during a quarantine, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll make you hungry, so make sure you have a healthy snack to eat while you eat it. Will do. Okay. Chrissy Teigen. She just got her breast implants removed recently, didn't she? Yeah. She wants to get a reduction because she says they're, quote, still huge. Really? Uh, And she already got them? Yeah, she got got the, the implants taken out. 
Okay. But what's left is just still too big. Yeah, she wants them. That's smaller. crazy. How what's big like were they? to be so like front heavy? That's something that I will never experience. Well, like, but boobs can be <laughs> heavy, and I think if. Like, I've worn my baby sometimes in a baby Bjorn, uh-huh. and I'm like, well, hell, can I just get this thing well, off of me? My shoulders are wearing down. Oh, has the answer for you. I do. It's um, minor 16 pounds. We weighed them on the year once. Each that. or total? Uh, total. Okay. So wow. it's um, like I can't run. I have to wear three sports bras when mm-hmm. I do a 5K. Wait, how yeah. did you weigh them? Uh, well, we got a scale from the mailroom, and then Lex and I kind of like hovered over it and just laid oh, them wow. on top. Um, no boys allowed, of course. Sure, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just it causes Heavy. me back pain. That's my one thing. If I don't have an Allure bra on, which, oh, full disclosure, yeah. that's my one of my endorsements. Yeah, but, right. No, for uh, honestly though, I get really bad like piercing pain in my back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you just have to have a lot of good support and you have to have a good core. Yeah, that's another thing. I haven't been working out as much, and I can tell the difference between how I feel because my abs aren't strong. I'm just kind of a marshmallow. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Melting Jet into bump. my chair. Uh, I can tell though when I've been, you know, doing a lot of housework, and right now I'm cleaning a lot. So, um, yeah, it's uncomfortable to say the least. Mm. Thanks for asking, yeah. Steve. Yeah. You got it. Absolutely. All right. When we come back on the Donna and Steve show, mm, you've got oh. the key to life. I got the, the, the key to life, which would, if you are a stressed out person, I'll tell you what you need to do every now and again, maybe like once a week that could really help you out. Also, an interesting study about, is your name a dog name or a human name? Hmm. They did a study on Twitter and people chimed in with, nope, that's a dog name. Nope, that's a human name. See if uh, any of ours come up. That, when we return, it's the Don and Steve show on my talk. Uh, Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson and producer hey guys. Don. Hey, Steve. How's yeah. it going? Good, good, good. Thank good, you. Good, great. All right, let's do this. Studies have shown that... Studies medic- have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Mm, I got a study for you. We will um, get into the list of... What are dog names and what are human names? And you might find out that as a human, you have a dog name Hmm. or that your dog has a human name. That in a moment. But first this, for people in your life who are really stressed out. So like Donna. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm not stressed out. Are you kidding? I'm a lady of leisure. Leisure. You know, one of the keys they say to actually just keeping yourself a little chill, maybe even keeping yourself a little happier is essentially just totally disengaging, not caring, living life without consequence. Now that sounds dangerous. Here's what they say though. According to the study out of the University of Zurich in Switzerland, the key to being really happy is sometimes just saying, screw it, giving in to your impulse to do something fun without thinking about the consequences. So the researchers say, quote, of course, self-control is important, but Research on self-regulation should pay just as much attention to hedonism or short-term pleasure. Oh. They found that you need to be able to mentally put aside your responsibilities, your hang-ups, even your long-term goals once in a while in order to truly 
relax, and enjoy life. I get that. I jive with that. That's cool. It says people who can do this have a better sense of well-being, and they're less likely to suffer from serious things like depression, anxiety, and other mental health issues. So it's not live your life recklessly, but it means if you're always, well, the house needs to look this way, and I need to make sure that we get this in by the end of every now and again, if you just say, you know what, today, nothing, whatever, none of it, all of that stuff is in the margin until until we wake up tomorrow and then we can resume. It's kind of like the cheat day that we were talking about with our diets. How there is, now they're saying, look, it's you can have a cheat day and eating a ton of calories in one day isn't necessarily going to make you gain weight or have a negative impact on your health. If it's like once a week that you're like, all right, caution to the wind, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it here. Same thing with your lifestyle. Whereas the person who's type A and really tightly wound and very structured Mm. could feel very dissettled of like wait but i can't eat that or wait i can't just lay down on the couch for the next four hours and totally space out but they're saying you can and not only can you but it's not going to have the negative impact that you think it's going to have you'll probably wake up tomorrow more energized from a healthy standpoint having released a little air right yeah to to go about your normal practice okay love that i I know guys you're welcome for what I just did for that. <laughs> and um, I guess, yeah, it's my privilege to serve, I think, in this oh, situation. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you do, you're a doer. Now, we get to, do you have a dog name or do you have a person name, a human name? Somebody uh, posted just random names online and then asked people, is this a better name for a dog or a better name for a person? Over 150,000 people voted. Here's what they had to say. Do you want to hear names that work better for a person first more than a dog? Yeah. Okay. Can I take some guesses? Um, yeah, we're going to rattle through. I've okay, got like okay. six or seven oh, great. here. Great. What names that could either go, and eh, this could be a dog name, this could be a human name, work better for a person? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Max. Max is not there. Mm, buddy. Standby Buddy's going to make an appearance later. Okay. He's my little baby buddy, boo. Who's my boo boo bear? Who's my boo boo bear? I'm your boo boo bear. <laughs> Hey, Bear. Uh, Names that work better for a person, Charlie. Yes. You could name your Dalmatian, Charlie, or you can name your son or daughter, Charlie. Sammy. Mm. It's a better person name, they say. I think a better person name. How about Maddie? Person. Person. Okay, that's a good person name. Millie. Millie, Bobby Brown. Millie. They say it works better for a person. Maggie, I know a Maggie dog, but you I know do? a Maggie person. Oh, I yeah. love the name Maggie. I've used that name in a short story once before. Really? Okay, Thank you me. can't just. All right. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, we're yeah, going like to a dramatic write. reading of that <laughs> short story, please. Um, yeah. The no, Misadventures I... of Maggie. Tanner? The name of the, the story, thank you. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Thank you for asking. Yeah, what oh, is it? Please. 31. Thanks. 31. 31. That was the name of the story. 31. Maggie oh, took Maggie. 31 pills. No, and it no, it no, 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 no. Maggie no, was turning no, 31. No. Oh. No, no, no. Okay. She was uh, turning 31 
It was her golden birthday. Thank you. Oh. Okay. Continue. Tanner. Person. Person. That's a person name. And then Lucy, they suggest. Could go either way, but they suggest that's better. Good for a cat. As a person name. I love the name Lucy. I think that's adorable. What about Corky? Corky? That was my cat's name. Really? Yeah. Monkey, Corky, and Nelly. Oh, you like the E's, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Now, here are the names that work better for a dog. If you're straddling the fence, topping that list, buddy. (gasps) Oh, because he's my baby buddy, boo. Does Buddy listen to the show? No. Oh, he should. You should put yeah, the radio like on for that. Max used to listen, but Buddy doesn't. Oh. Oh. What's that layabout roommate of yours doing? Have him turn on the app or activate Alexa or something. I don't know. Because Might. he sits in front of the window all day waiting for me. And put it. Well, he'll think that you're there. If Does you Buddy the do the same on. thing okay. or just your roommate? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's home. Mommy's home. Milo. I love Milo. They say that's a that's a that's a dog name. Ginger I like it for a person. Ginger's a person. Milo Mannheim is a very big up and coming star in the world of Disney. I just want you to know that. Oh, if you okay. have if you have kids who are between the age of like seven and thirteen, they know Milo Mannheim. Milo Mannheim. He's from the zombies movies. Is there more? Ginger. A person. Bo. Bruno. Bruno. Tucker. I love Bruno. Coco. Tucker. That's my friend's dog's name. Okay, Coco. Coco's a dog name. Oh. Marley. I repeat, Marley. I know, it's a sad movie. Thank you. No, I'm, uh, I was meaning because of Marley. Remember Donna and Marley? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember Marley? Okay. Trixie. Oh, cute. That is a dog name for sure. And Roscoe. Okay, Roscoe is a dog name. Faux show. This comes from Karen. Subject, Wheaton Terrier or Wheaton. Wheaton. Wheaton Terrier. She says, sure, Wheaton is hypoallergenic, but has Steve looked into the traits of the Wheaton Terrier? Loyal and true and stubborn. Mm. At the end of the day, you will have a terrier on your hands. I love dogs, but I know I personally don't have the patience for a terrier. Oh, Everyone loves a, loves a terrier. Yeah, God loves a dog. It's the best in show. Okay. Um, so there. Do with that what you will. When we come back, Sheesh. the Great British Bake Off is secretly filming another season. Mm-hmm. Got that on the way. And Steve's going to talk about our favorite painter, <laughs> Bob Ross. Up next. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> Good news for fans of the Great British Bake Off. Dawn. Yeah. They're now two weeks back into production and will likely return to television later this year. This is great for you, Dawn. Yeah, it is great. Now, when's it going to come to America? Because that means Britain will receive it. Oh, you're right. Um, I know they're filming at a secret location. Yeah, and what they did was they quarantined in the run-up to the shoot to allow close interaction on the set. Oh. I guess that's one way you could do it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, there have also been reports that the show has moved to a more COVID-friendly location from its usual Welford Park home. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not really saying, they're not commenting on that directly, but they're saying it's all happening in deep secret somewhere in the darkest, deepest 
Britain in the Shires. Shire. Shire. The Hobbit. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when, but it's going to be later on this year. So that's all I have to say about that. Have you taken another class? Uh, yeah, not yet. No, I have some coming up. Though. Oh, what's your next one? Um, let's see here. I some delicious sweet treat. off the top of my head. Yeah, I try to do them every once in a while. I couldn't make one um, a couple of weeks ago, and mm. they were very nice to me about. Uh, oh, that's it's usually good. no refunds, you know. Yeah, but oh. um, they appreciated how many people I've brought to the table. Oh, really? Because <laughs> people have been mentioning me when they sign up that they heard it from me. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, that was very nice of them. So they let me use a, a code that would give me a discount. Oh, good. Because yeah, my daughter was supposed to come, if yes. you remember, and she was going to do it with me. So I signed up for both of us. And oh. I and then I you know, couldn't make that one anyway because I was doing something else. So, yeah. It's going to be fun. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head what they are. Okay. Without wasting well, let more us time. So. when it happens. Okay. I okay. will, for sure. Um, now Steve has this on Bob Ross. Well, you know what? Uh, Bob Ross, real quick, I just saw on uh, Twitter, too, uh, trending uh, on Twitter, Netflix just bought the rights <gasps> to a bunch of, um, like, 90s and 2000 black sitcoms. So if you're looking for like a dose of nostalgia plus more representation of black uh, black shows on mainstream streaming services. Okay. Moesha. I used to oh, love Moesha. Motida. Itida. That's uh, coming out on August 1st. The game Sister Sister. I sister, love sister, sister Sister. September 1st that comes out. Uh, Girlfriends the Parkers half and half and one on one. So those uh look for some new 90s and 2000s shows that are uh, represent the black community coming to Netflix soon enough. Cool. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Okay, so I came across this. I Trust me, I I don't seek out Bob Ross content. I don't. <laughs> because I work with a pervert. <laughs> and so I know that she is going to twist this. But I, I come across an article in The Atlantic, and it was about Bob Ross, and just trying to figure out, like, why is Bob Ross still so popular and so it's a story by um, a writer named michael j mooney and he talks about this art class that he took recently and it was it was taught by someone who had watched bob ross's show and then ended up taking lessons sort of under the 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 greater tutelage of the bob ross brand not Mm. from bob ross himself but now this guy teaches um a bob ross class and uh it was, it's, he's a certified Ross instructor. Oh, cool. Uh, he is, so you can do this. It kind of reminds me of like the, the wine and paint nights, you know, mm-hmm. that people do. That's, you know, they kind of come out Bob Rossian in some ways, but this is very specific to the joy of painting. But Bob Ross Inc. still thriving. The company owns hundreds of highly sought after Bob Ross originals. It's almost, by the way, impossible to find one of his paintings for sale. Um, they say the official Bob Ross YouTube channel, which is run by the company, has over 4 oh. million subscribers. Wow. More than 360 million total views. His likeness, that of Bob Ross, appears on a wide assortment of objects, which include paints and brushes, toasters, socks, calendars, dolls, ornaments, even a chia pet. Wow. How about it grows oh, in the shape of his hair? That would be a great chia pet. It would be really good. <laughs> oh, 
yeah, right? There are branded Bob Ross games and Pez dispensers. There is a children's book. Every Halloween, thousands of Americans don curly-haired wigs. They carry paint palettes and attend parties as Bob Ross. Oh, didn't know that. And as the coronavirus pandemic has spread and the world has gone inside, this article writes, tens of millions of people have turned to old Joy of Painting episodes. He's a calming presence, Bob Ross is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you I the mic in a moment. I'm not going to do anything. I just want you to know this. There, I thought you might enjoy this. First of all, it's a throwback to Bob Ross, but it's also a throwback to Phil Donahue. There was a clip that this article references about Phil Donahue essentially poking at Bob Ross. So Bob Ross is on set of the Phil Donahue show. Yeah. Oh and he's got a canvas up and he's got a brush and all that. And then Donna Hill, and you know, he's just always yelling. He he's always is, yelling at people. He's yelling and he's in his face. Right. It's crazy. Well, oh, and, Connecticut. And, and, and here is what he's asking. Look at this. Okay. Say out loud, your work will never hang in a museum. No. Bob. Well, maybe it will, but probably not the Smolny. Because it's why, Bob? What's the deal here? What are you telling us? Well, I'm trying to teach people a form of art that anybody can do. This is art for anyone who's ever wanted to put a dream on canvas. It's not something, it's not traditional art, it's not fine art, and I don't try to tell anybody it is. Now, if we could go back one more time and just listen to, so Donahue, at this point, you have to imagine, Donahue, Bob Ross is very poised, he's at the canvas, and Donahue, who again, the way he wore a suit on that show, I I, looked like the last guy to make the connecting flight, you know, it just looked like it, he's up. But then when he does the full, he's crouching down because he's got so much energy as he's talking to Bob. Say it'll never hang, uh, hang in a museum. Bob! Let's hear Say Bob. out loud, your work will never hang in a museum. No. Bob! Well, maybe it will, but probably not this morning. Because... Poor Bob is like trying to defend himself. It was just very aggressive. What what is happening? Why would he do that to poor Bob Ross? Maybe just before that, had Bob said something about Donahue's mother or about the (laughs) the look of his set? And he was like, well, you're. Say it. Say it. it. Say your work will never be. I'm sorry, but not everyone aspires to that. Right? Yeah. I think we're taking it more seriously than the intended i think it was just he was like joking around can we hear the question one more time donahue <laughs> losing his mind on uh, the esteemed and peaceful bob ross say out loud your work will never hang in a museum no. bob <laughs> what a I stupid thing to say to him i love the say bob. out loud what like, he was why? trying to say was say that your art's not that good right bob well it's not going to be in the smithsonian but it's for everyone it's oh. very pretty i think and mm-hmm. it, you know i feel bad for bob now yeah Do don't you? you yeah little don't you? yeah oh yeah okay yeah that it. brush God. you're the worst <laughs> you, are. you are so uh, terrible steve i'm not it's fun. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You've ruined him. Now, anytime I hear any of Bob Ross, <laughs> it's just instantly, it's instant. This is like when I lived with college roommates and someone there was like, pretend that everything that like you hear has to do with sex. Right. And like, then so we would, we would flip channels. And then no matter what the person was saying, I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Did you get it, man? And now that's what's become of 
poor Bob Ross belittled and berated on the Phil Donahue show. Oh, and... make it up to him. Hmm. Oh, oh, you can't. Oh. Remember when he had the squirrel? No. Oh, he had a squirrel what? in his pocket. Yes. Anyway, let's hear. Wait, Very quickly, wait. You to work with anything that happens. <laughs> Take the big brush, pull down. Straight oh, down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donna. Donna. And we have you instant bag. reflections. <laughs> I just use that same fan brush. It has that color we made the tree out of it. And I go through cad yellow and a little yellow ochre. Ochre. Okay. Immediately we have green. Ochre. <laughs> I don't even know her. Let's go up in here. And we can oh, take that green. Lord. Let's go back. Return. Put some highlights on that little evergreen tree. There we go. Doesn't away. seem really. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. All right. Well, no, he had a squirrel in his pocket. Yeah. He had a baby squirrel on some episodes. Really? You don't remember, or you've no. never seen that? Yeah. He was like, "Look at what I've got in the pocket." <laughs> Why did he a have a squirrel in his pocket? Guy here. Look hey, Bob, is that a squirrel in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's oh my squirrel. Lord. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's feeding him. Yeah. He's feeding him. Uh, a, uh, a, a peapod. It, yeah. the, the, it's named Peapod, the pocket squirrel. Mm-hmm. And he's feeding <laughs> yeah, it from. I bet it is. <laughs> peapod, the pocket squirrel. <laughs> That's funny. Do you want to see my pocket squirrel? <laughs> see, he brings this on himself. Oh, gosh. Oh. He's from a more innocent time. Oh, God. <laughs> Rest in peace, No, Robert. the 70s were not innocent. Okay. <laughs> all right. When we come back, we're all going to look at people. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Boy, this thing is going to town on this little oh, dropper, really? too. We're going to talk Regis, okay? Yes. Oh, yes. I have a very uh, an interview that I'm doing today that I have to tell you about. I'll tell you about it next. Right. We need to compose ourselves. Okay, we're coming right back. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. All right, Steve, who are you going to be interviewing? Oh, I'm so excited about this. This is going to happen today, um, actually at 12.15. And it should be airing on the Friday edition of Twin Cities Live. If all goes according to plan, you never know. we got a busy end of the week here. We have a, a big Minneapolis press conference, I believe, happening today at 3 o'clock, which might be messing with our show tomorrow with the expected announcement about the plan for schools in the fall. So hopefully Friday goes um, uninterrupted. But there is a, a woman named Lori Schulweiss who is a longtime producer on Live. So she was there live with Regis and Kathy Lee, um, and she's there today. And, you know, I've been able to to get to know her a little bit through some of the appearances that I have done oh, on sure. live with Kelly and uh, and Ryan, and she is just so so kind and so nice and just like just just a lovely way about her. So anyway, after Regis passed away this weekend um, on Sunday, I believe she had a post up that was just really touching. It was on Instagram, and and it it sort of dawned on me. So many times when a celebrity passes away, we see it through sort of the celebrity headline. But Mm -hmm, you forget, and especially with daily broadcasters, more so perhaps than movie stars, uh, that these there are a group of people around them, co-workers, that really in a show like that become like family, especially over such a long period of time. Yeah, You know, Regis was on that show for, goodness, was it 23 years, I believe? Uh, from 1988, wow. I think, to 2011. And so 
you get so close. And so for them, for all of us, we, we lose this broadcasting legend and a man that we felt we knew. For them, they lost a friend and someone that right. they actually knew. And yeah. so she was really eloquent and posted some pictures. And so I reached out to her and just said, hey, um, truly, no pressure, not even a little bit. But if at any point you would want to come on Twin Cities Live and just share a little bit about Regis and memories of him and all that, um, we'd love it. So she's so sweet. And she said, you know, um, I have to I have to take a day to think about this and figure out if I could compose myself and all that. And uh, so anyway, we are um, we're going to do it today. Uh, oh, that's down, lovely. Just down on Skype. It should air on Friday. But, you know, I think it's going to color in sort of the personal side of Regis. So I will, uh, I'll let you know once we get that officially done and when it's booked for Twin Cities Live, but I think that it's going to be, it'll be, I'm very interested to hear more of like, I can see all the tributes on television, but tell me a little bit more about, about the man. Right. That was Regis Philbin. That'll be really great. There were two things that I, um, when I watched Monday's host chat, when Kelly and Ryan were talking about Regis passing over the weekend, there were two things um, that stood out to me. One that Kelly said, one that Ryan said. Kelly said that Regis, though he was king of the hill, no one was a bigger name in broadcasting in when he was in his heyday than Regis. It was just, it was Regis. And she said he found it all so unremarkable, meaning he really enjoyed television, really enjoyed broadcasting, loved what he did, but all of the the fame and the opportunities and the 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 persona the celebrity status that he had achieved he found it also unremarkable that he just liked what he did mm. he would always be kind to people he would always be silly she said he'd walk into a coffee shop and he would just say regis is here oh <laughs> like my a, God. A, upon walking into a coffee shop and then anyone he would talk to he would take pay do the whole thing but he had this wonderful detachment from it that it's like you know things good things become bad things when you make them an ultimate thing and he never made his career, it sounds, an ultimate thing, kind of an idol in his own life. Instead, he was just like, this is great, but it's, at the end of the day, it's unremarkable when you strip it right. all down. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, there was a special on 2020 yeah. um, last night celebrating um, celebrating Regis Philbin. The Morning Maestros. Yes, and um, I listened to this clip of him speaking to, he was the keynote speaker, I guess you would call it, at the... Uh, graduation of his high school. Yeah. And I really loved what he had to say. Here's a, a little bit of it. One thing that I'd like to pass on to all of you is what I told Katie outside, that how sorry I am that I didn't participate in something that I wanted to be a part of. I could have learned it here. And if any of you have any of those dreams and you're doubtful that you have the ability or the talent to fulfill that dream, you know, don't be frightened by it. Just dive in. So it thrills me to come back here. It thrills me to see all of you guys. I'm very proud of you, believe it or not. And uh, pursue your dream. I know that's an old hackneyed saying in my business, but whatever you want to be, you're good enough to be. And you know why? Because you're a haze man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Aww. 
I mean, what a great message to leave them with. That is so sweet. That's, that's really great. Yeah. I, I, anything I've heard, any any old video that I've watched, I'm just like, oh, this is good. I was watching a clip that popped up on YouTube yesterday, and it was when Don Rickles filled in uh, back in the day, mid-90s, uh, 96, I believe. So it was Don Rickles and Regis Philbin hosting an episode of Live. Look that tape up. That's great. You can watch cool. it on YouTube. Um, but anyway, the, the other thing that Ryan Seacrest had mentioned on Monday, which I thought was really cool. So after he was announced as the new host after Michael Strahan left, um, he went downstairs. Uh, Seacrest does the radio, I guess, downstairs at their New York studio. So he goes down a floor and they've got a setup for him down there. And after mm. his first appearance there, which was, I believe, May of 2017, um, he said Regis came down, sounds like sort of unannounced, and came down to his radio studio and then, you know, waited for a break and then went in. And just gave him a hug and said, you're going to do great. And I just Aww, thought, like, cool, because sweet. Regis always lived just across the street. Right. Even after yep. he left the show, he was still across the street. So right. I thought, cool that he was able to make those um, return appearances. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, yeah. to talking with their but, producer, Lori Showalice, just a little little behind the scenes. Kind of makes me want to reread the Regis book, but I also just got the Alex Trebek book. And so... Oh, man, you're a busy guy. You're getting a new dog. No. It's exciting. Not necessarily. Yeah, you We're are. We uh, speaking of dogs, um, that we asked on Facebook today, what's the weirdest thing your pet likes to eat? We got some really fun answers. Um, Allison says my cat loves marinara sauce. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, Jenny says her cat Pickles used to come running for spinach. We would just call out Pickles, spinach, wow. and she would be right there demanding her treat. Um, so many funny dogs who love vegetables, ice cubes, plants. Um, Jamie says my stepdad used to have a smashed face cat who loved to drink beer out of his mug. What? This is so funny. Wow. We got a lot of answers. You know what squirrels like to eat? A little bit of milk. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> glad you could join us today. Today I have one of my little friends here. You know, I've got several letters since I've... Since I've shown these in the previous shows, asking how in the world do you go about feeding a little squirrel? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very delicate operation. Diana has Ooh, worked with Diana. me for a long time. Diana is the bird lady here in Muncie. He loaned me this little rascal. And this is how hard it is to get a little squirrel to eat. That's all there is to it. Aren't they the most precious little characters you've ever seen? Yeah, poor guy. Pocket squirrel. <laughs> Why did you have to make that sound? I don't know. Ew. Uh, do you want more answers from our Facebook yeah. questions? Yeah, I just had to interrupt for a second. For Thank that. you, Dawn. That was just perfect. Uh, pickles, seaweed chips. Our dog likes to eat the cat poop from her litter box. Whoopsie Daisy. Tootsie rolls. That's what we call those. Uh, <laughs> Zucchini salad, salad, lettuce, but it ha- only if it has French dressing on it. <laughs> Somebody said that there. I I don't know where it is now. I'm not going to be able to find it. But I read it earlier that the dog wouldn't even. I think it was dressing on a salad. They won't eat it until you put the dressing on it. Oh my gosh! It. Wow. Olives, bologna. Oh, bologna. Oh. Dry spaghetti noodles. Hmm. Chili cheese Fritos, popcorn. Thank you, guys. That was, Thanks, we, guys. That's probably one of the most popular posts 
we've gotten over 130 something wow. oh, awesome. responses. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Colleen and Bradley are going to be coming in. Dawn, what's for lunch? I don't know. I think it's a salad. Oh, really? Yes. Everybody have a great lunch. Watch Steve at 3 o'clock on uh, Channel 5. And listen to LoJ. Yes. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.